You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. I want to talk about Sapphire for a moment. Besides for just being a dramatically epic proportion type of name, what is the first thing you think of when you hear the word Sapphire? I bet you most people, you know, in this day and age would think of, you know, the Chase Sapphire credit card or something like that. But I just want to give you a little insight. Just put on your nerdy glasses for a second. Sapphire is a precious gemstone, a variety of the mineral corundum, consisting of aluminum oxide with trace amounts of elements such as iron, titanium, chromium, vanadium, or magnesium. The name sapphire is derived from Latin sapphirus and the Greek sapphiros, both of which mean blue. In fact, the sapphire stone, which is incredibly um, expensive and it's a it's a, it represents royalty and all that, it's actually a blue, beautiful stone. Um, so for all intents and purposes, you know, when a random person thinks about sapphire, okay, it's fine, you could think about credit cards. But when a Yid, a Jew, thinks about sapphire, you know what he should think about? We are told that the luchos, the tablets which housed, which were written and etched in stone, literally on it, the Ten Commandments, you know what those luchos are made out of? People think it was regular stone, it's brought down, it was made out of sapphire, or in really dramatic Hebrew, sampurion. Sounds like a spell in Harry Potter or something. Right, sapphire. So it's very interesting if you look in this week's parsha, parsha's emor, and when it talks about you know what's going on today, it's called Sphira Omer. This is the parsha that mentions it. It says in the twenty-third chapter, verse fifteen, the Torah tells us, "Usfartem lachem mimacharas haShabbos," and you shall count. It's talking about counting seven weeks which is this 49 days, called Sphiris Omer. If you think about it, keep saying that word, sapphire, 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 sapphire. Okay, now stop. Now say it again, sapphire. Sa- what does it sound like? It sounds like Sphira, Sphiris Omer. And, you know, maybe you think it's a coincidence. Well, open up an Orachim on this week's parasha, and you'll see, hey, this ain't a coincidence. This is not a coincidence. The Orachim tells us that the word usfartem, which means, and you shall count, the root word is sapir, which is sapphire, the very material that the luchos were made of. And the Orachim tells us that the nishamos, the souls of the Jewish people, are compared to the nature of the sapphire stone. What's the nature of a sapphire stone? It loses the luster, that shine, that pristine look when they become dirty, right? It's a precious stone, but when it becomes dirty, you don't necessarily see it as that preciousness because it loses some of that preciousness. It loses some of that luster, 
once it becomes dirty. And it's similar when we sin, when we, so to speak, become dirty, it, it, it loses some of the luster of the Jewish people, of the Jewish identity, of what we're here on this world to do. We're supposed to be a light unto the nations. And when we are not doing what it is we are supposed to be doing, we are in essence dirtying up that sapphire. Um, and it's the message, one of the messages of the word usfartem, is that when we count the Jewish people, that um, there's this idea that we're going to become more pure, that we're going to become more together. Says the Orachayim, Through the means of this counting, we will shine like San Purion. It's like the Orachayim is telling us through this count, you're going to count, and I guess there's many directions you can take from here. Um, one direction that I wanted to take from here is the notion of of achdos, is the notion that when we count, everybody in shul is counting as well. And we're, we're saying that we all count. And when we realize that not just... I count, but also you count, and that person counts, and my neighbor counts, and this person who I had a rough childhood with, and this person who I, um, you know, didn't have a good relationship with, and this person who I just yelled at with. All these people in my life count. Everybody counts. And when we realize this, then we become like the luchos. We become like that sapphire that has that true luster, that has that true shine. I wanted to digress a little bit and talk about a different, um, you know, every idea is always connected. But I wanted to talk about the theme of how, you know, at the end of the whole sphere period on Shavuos, we're going to have... Um, the Shtehalechem. We have this special offering called the Shtehalechem, which is obviously man, that's that's human food. But the beginning of the Omer, what do we do? We bring something called, or at least back then, um, something called the Omer, hence Sviras Omer. The Omer is was made out of animal feed. And there's something very, very interesting, you know, but I wanted to tell you something first. A couple years ago, a lady by the name of Dorothy Hunter, animal lover and owner of Paws Natural Pet Emporium in Kennewick, Washington, she went on a 30-day pet food challenge in order to create awareness around pet nutrition. She vowed to eat only dog, cat, and bird food from her store's shelves for an entire month. In a series of YouTube videos, you could watch it yourself, Dorothy Hunter can be seen eating pet food and talking about their nutritional content. And to quote, she says, I think if we can get the awareness out of reading the ingredients and really understanding what is in the pet food, then that will carry over to you. When you are feeding your pet healthy, you'll start reading the ingredients of your own foods and maybe you can start eating healthy too. So I was thinking like, wow, like this lady went on a 30-day pet food challenge. She only ate Pet food, truly inspirational, right? Wrong. I mean, I understand the importance of promoting healthier eating, but to stoop so low as to make a vow to eat only pet food for 30 days, I find, in my opinion, is a bit ludicrous. Humans and animals are meant to be two completely separate beings. And I know that sometimes, you know, you see the dog walking and, you know, 
you sometimes mistaken and you think it's wait which one is it is it the dog walking the owner or is it the owner walking the dog we have to be as humans if you're walking the dog you are walking the dog the dog is not walking you we have to make there's a difference between humans and animals we're separate beings we look different we think different we eat different and we're supposed to act different the Torah tells us in this week's parsha the pasuk we quoted before, Usfartem you should start counting. you should start counting for yourself seven, right? Seven days. I didn't read that part of the pasuk yet, but as the Torah says, as Omer Hatanufa, would start from the Omer, the day that you bring the Omer as a wave offering. That's that's when we start counting until ultimately fifty days. Uh, uh, it says, and then at the end of at the end by the fiftieth day, we'll bring the meal offering, the mincha chadasha from the new crop to Hashem. On Pesach, we celebrate our freedom, freedom from our bondage and subjugation to the Egyptians. We experienced the Exodus, and we became a free nation. But freedom is only good and healthy if it can be channeled in the right way for something purposeful and holy. Otherwise, it's just a Hefkerveld. Freedom just by itself is, is dangerous. Enter Shavuos, the day when we receive the Torah, the ultimate guidebook for a healthy, productive, and holy existence, written by none other than the greatest author to ever live, the master of the universe, Hashem himself. Shavuos gives us a context to the freedom that we experienced on Pesach, and it's this days, it's the 50 days from Pesach to Shavuos that we're leading up to this realization, to this understanding, to this appreciation. Shavuos gives us a purpose to the freedom of Pesach. Shavuos turns the freedom of Pesach into a holy oasis of Avodah Hashem. Sfir's Omer begins with the Omer offering. What's the Omer offering? The Omer offering is Michael Behema animal food. And the 50 days of Sfira culminate on Shavuos with the Shtei HaLechem, which is Michael Adam, human food. The Svarim HaKadoshim, I know that sounds epic when we talk about the Svarim HaKadoshim. I happen to see this in the Nesivos Shalom. They explain that each day of Sfira Saomer, we are slowly but surely transitioning and transforming ourselves from the earthly, shallow, mundane, and physical to the lofty, high, holy, and spiritual. We're becoming more human every day. We're going from Michael Behema to Michael Adam. We're realizing that we are greater than the animals. We are greater than that lowliness. Again, I'm not. This is not bashing animals. You know, animals, dogs in particular. They they provide loyalty and friendship. People use them for therapy, for rescue. There's so much good from them. But never should a person equate himself and put himself on the same plane as an animal. There's a reason why an animal walks on four legs with his head down, and there's a reason why a human walks on two feet with his head up. Because we are a holier breed, we are a loftier species, we are a completely different entity, and we have a much holier purpose here on this world. At the beginning of the Sphere's Omer, our freedom is in the realm of Michael Behema, animal food. Our freedom is servicing our own desires, inclinations, and ego. But as we progress and move closer to Shavuos, we mature and ultimately our freedom enters the realm of Michael Adam, human food. Our freedom begins to take a context and serve a holy purpose. Before WhatsApp was around, people would actually have to consciously remember to count Sphere each day. 
now with so many reminders, right? You probably are on like 14 Sphere reminder chats. By the way, just make the blessing only once. Don't make it 14 times. So, with so many reminders, the struggle is making sure. In fact, it's like the opposite. It used to be the struggle is make sure I don't forget to count. Now the struggle is make sure I don't count twice or more than once. But besides for counting each day, we have to make sure that we make each day count. Sorry, Dorothy. Ms. Hunter, I do apologize. But instead of the 30-day pet food challenge, I choose to take the 50-day Sphere to Omer challenge and distance myself from animal food as much as possible. And, you know, that's a wrap. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I wish you amazing Shabbos, a holy Shabbos. If you enjoy this content, please share with your family, your friends, your neighbors, or anyone else you think may enjoy and gain from this episode. With that, I wish you an incredible week, and we'll see you next time.